I just had the most... Um... <laughs> Good start. What a brilliant start. Thanks. What were you saying? I just had the most stressful experience Did in you? the sandwich shop yet. Oh. I didn't know what type of sandwich I wanted. What were, what were the options? Well, I was going for... I wanted, like, sweet potato in my sandwich. So I was hoping for a sweet potato and chicken. But the sweet potato and chicken one had bacon in and the didn't one that bacon. was no and the one that was just sweet potato and chicken didn't have lettuce in i quite like lettuce in a sandwich <laughs> there was also a chicken satay one but it was just the chicken and the satay sauce so i didn't think that would that just would be enough sustenance. such a palaver which one did you go for in the end i didn't go for any of those in the end oh. i went for chicken bacon and avocado and pesto mayo wow it was a nice focaccia bread great did you enjoy it yeah i think so in the end okay. it was okay Hello everyone. Hello. Thanks for joining us. It's exciting, isn't it? It's very exciting. This is the first time we've done something like this. Yeah, you're listening to the first episode of Pillow Talk with myself, India. And myself, Will. So Pillow Talk is the podcast that is going to discuss the things that you would talk about at the end of the day. Maybe not always the things you discuss at the end of the day. Well, what kind of things are they? Well, I, I was just thinking, like, sometimes at the end of the day, you wouldn't get into bed and start talking about, like, I don't know, the current political climate. Like, no. the conversation topics might be a bit more lighthearted than like, that. You'd be like, oh, I need to make my sandwich for the morning. Yeah, mm. so that's we're not going to be discussing sandwiches generally. What well, we we just did. But generally, it's going to be more serious yeah. than that, I think. Okay. Um, so our social medias, if you'd like to give Pillow Talk a follow and stay up to date, um, we're... Pillow Talk Pod underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, certainly are. Um, so, Will, to kick us off, are you going to give us the definition of Pillow Talk? Yeah, so India was saying there the kind of things we might cover uh, on Pillow Talk, or rather might not cover, but Pillow Talk as a whole, um, this is the definition. Uh, pillow Talk is the relaxed, intimate conversation that often occurs between two sexual partners after sexual activity, usually accompanied by cuddling, caressing, and other physical intimacy. So, um, the majority of that we won't be offering. No. No. No, no. So, um, the main premise of the name is that we're actually recording from bed. Yeah. But other than that, there's, n- there's no relation to the official definition. Just to clear things well, up Well, if, if I read on a bit, oh. Pillow Talk more broadly may also refer to conversations between parties uh, of a more casual nature, uh, not necessarily engaged in any physical relationship so so that's a bit more like our conversation we're having with the listeners yeah and i think it it just means it's also more raw it's more sort of there's no one sort of saying what you can and can't say there's no one regulating you yeah it's just quite casual yeah so this week um lots to talk about we're going to be discussing uh millennial and generation z eating trends yeah uh lots to do with that there's also um, I want to bring up Christmas already. Christmas? Well, that, exactly that. Lots of people are already talking about Christmas and it's not even been my birthday yet. So um, we're going to talk a bit about, a bit about that. And um, how a third of Generation Z aren't drinking. So lots to cover. Lots to cover. But India, I think we should start by just introducing ourselves slightly. Okay. Yeah? Good idea because we know each other but some of the yeah. listeners and, might not know um, who we are. So we know, we know each other's name. Yeah. You're India, I'm Will. Yeah. Uh, we know that we're recording from bed. Yeah. 
Um, but let's get on a more deep level. Okay, so why don't you ask me three questions and I'll ask you three questions. Okay, I'll ask you one question first. Okay. Okay, uh, so the first question I'm going to ask you is, where is your favourite place on Earth? Um, favourite place on Earth, I think, is probably Jersey. It's where okay. my gran and grandpa live. And I just have lots of happy memories from summers there. Lovely. Your question is... Oh, feels a bit tense. Uh, if you could go anywhere in the world now, where would it be and why? We're actually India. We're in India's room and she's got a world map. I'm looking at the world map to see where in the world I'd like to go. Maybe the rainforest in Brazil. You have to make sure you had enough bug, sc- bug spray and sun cream. Yeah. But, you know... Be prepared. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not just going to go in my pyjamas. My turn for a question. You ask No, me. I ask you a question. Okay. okay, India, if you were to make yourself a drink right now, what would you put into it? Like an, an alcoholic drink or just Any a drink. drink? I think I would just go for a nice cup of tea. Not a smoothie? No, not you a smoothie. You quite like smoothies. I do like a smoothie, but it's I'm I'm relaxing now. So I'd probably go for quite a warming tea, like a... A turmeric tea or a lemon and ginger tea. So smoothies aren't relaxing? Well, I just feel like a smoothie is quite an active, fruity drink. I want something warm <laughs> and comforting. Okay. Um, what's your favourite film? My favourite film? Oh, Interstellar. I like Interstellar. I watched it the other day. I haven't seen um, it. No, it's really good. I like also the, all the science in it because I'm a bit of a geek right. at heart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, why are you it's laughing? your turn to ask me a question. Oh, is that why? For you laughing at the fact I'm a geek, which I would say I am a geek. Uh, what would you say is your favourite characteristic about yourself? Um, my confidence. Your confidence. Yeah, I think I'm quite a confident person. What makes you confident? Mm. What makes me confident? Yeah, because you don't like confrontation. No, I don't like confrontation, but that's different. I think I I don't know what makes me confident. I just would rather put myself I just enjoy putting myself out there. Basically, I think it comes down to enjoying being the center of attention, but uh saying I'm self-confident <laughs> is a nicer way to put it. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? Um a dog, probably because they get lots of attention and I like you India love attention. Yeah, but you like physical attention. You like a cuddle. Um, yeah, like a cuddle, like my hair being stroked, like my hand being held. Like a little puppy. Yeah, exactly like a little <laughs> puppy. <laughs> so so the first thing we're going to be talking about now um, is millennial eating trends and the kind of healthy food fad that's happening right now. Um, there's been a 117% increase in the amount of cold brew coffee consumed in the past 12 months. Cold brew coffee? Yeah, people love almond milk, avocado sales are through the roof. Sorry, if you just had a rustling, I was just... Um, He's getting comfortable. Yeah, getting more comfortable in the bed here. Um, so there's a huge uh, trend in foods and food products that kind of... Things that didn't exist 10 years ago, you know, that people are now... They did exist, just... Did almond milk exist 10 years ago? Well, I'm sure it probably did exist 10 years ago, okay. but it just wasn't... So it wasn't a mainstream... I just think people didn't know about it. No. 
Yeah. So almond milk, basically. Um, so we've got all these trends that are really big at the moment. I think Instagram is having a huge impact on how big they are because everyone posts about them. Um, so I think that's really led to an increase of them. But it is having a negative impact on the environment. So let's take almond milk, okay? Mm-hmm. This is the most popular milk uh, that's not dairy, a non-dairy milk. I, I have almond milk coffees. Do you? Yep. Um, well, alternative milk is responsible for 12% of the global milk sales. So, uh, like, one in ten people would be having a non-dairy milk. So, fairly high, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, but there is a lot of water that goes into making almonds. Okay. Okay. And this is why it's bad for the environment. So, five litres of water, which, if you think about it, is ten bottles of water. Mm-hmm. Goes into making one almond. What growing an almond? Growing an almond. That's a lot of water for one little almond. For one tiny little almond, uh, and to make a hundred mils of almond milk, according to Pete Hemingway, you need seven hundred thirty-two liters of water for a hundred mils. When compared to cow's milk, you only you need a hundred liters of water for a hundred mils of milk. Right. So a lot. So of water. seven times more milk. No, seven times more water for the same amount of milk. And the majority of almond uh, trees and the majority of almond milk comes from California, right? So it's where yeah, so there's 80%. a drought a drought anyway. Um, so as a consequence, the area is suffering from a lack of water. So do you think then, so a lot of people don't have dairy milk for the environmental impact that that has. So people have moved to dairy-free milks like almond milk. But that is now having an environmental well, impact as well. Yeah, well, I think if we if we look at it in perspective, so like dairy milk needs cows, obviously. Yeah. Um, which produce a lot of methane, need lots of food, which needs lots of space to grow. So all that space to feed the animals and all the methane that's produced from the cows uh, to make the cow's milk, and lots of that's done in like Brazil where deforestation is occurring. But then almond milk... I think it's having devastating impacts in California, um, but that is because that's where the majority, eighty percent of almonds are grown. So you think it's so I think it's very localized, which yeah. like there is an argument for saying it's sustainable because it's only damaging a small part of the world, as opposed to cow's milk, which is damaging think, a larger area. Do you think if almonds were grown on a more global scale or more international scale, then the impact would be? much smaller because it would be spread across different countries i think the impact that yeah definitely the impact on california would be smaller but whether the sustainability would increase i don't know because there's also sustainability through mass production isn't there yeah i feel like people are generally a bit not misinformed but just uninformed about um these food trends because there's always benefits and negatives to certain things but people take on a new approach and adapt their lifestyles to try and do better when actually some of the time they're not doing better there's a whole instagram account dedicated to debunking 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 is that healthy, debunking? Oh, yeah i think so okay healthy food myths and trends and how we're fed information that's not necessarily a lie but just isn't 100 percent accurate it yeah. isn't 100 percent of the truth but everything has a little spin on it doesn't it but this doesn't have a little spin on it because this is the solution what okay. is oat milk 
that well, I don't know if it is. It's not the solution, but it's by far the most sustainable non-dairy alternative milk. milk. Yeah, so I like oat milk too. You know, do you? Yeah, yeah. Although it's harder to, um, what's the word? Froth using a coffee machine. <laughs> That's a problem we all have, isn't it? Well, I just like a good micro foam on my lattes. Yeah, you should get that on a t-shirt, and yeah. Is avocados. Yeah. I love avocados. You love avocados. I eat a lot of avocado. Yeah. Um, but you discovered recently that they avocados are in fact not vegan. Yeah. Um, that is true. So this was on QI this last week, and it said avocados aren't vegan. Now you might think that's quite strange, but it's actually to do with how they use bees to grow the avocados. So the bees that they have, they keep in vans and throw them out over the farm. So they must get stung on their hand quite a lot. Or they maybe wear gloves or something. <laughs> but they're just throwing these bees out, which is an artificial use. Therefore makes them not vegan. And, and it's sort of funny enough, same with almonds, um, where every year they use 1.6 million beehives in California to... Um, grow all these almonds but also to keep like insects away and things like that all these farms contain loads of insecticides and pesticides which then kill all these bees so each year up to 25% of the beehives that they use to pollinate these farms die which is a huge amount that's 400,000 hives each year it's a lot of bees it is a lot of bees and you need bees for the ecosystem to survive yeah because they're pollinating everything Another another issue altogether. Okay, so lots to think about there um, around sustainability, around being environmentally friendly, around um, health in general. I think, as you said, Instagram plays a, a large part in this trend and in perhaps this lack, lack of knowledge. I feel like Instagram has also had an impact on a focus rather than on dieting, a focus on just healthy lifestyles and healthy eating. Yeah. And again... Not necessarily all the time, but sometimes I think we're being fed information through people on Instagram who don't necessarily have all the right facts and information themselves. I would also say Instagram has made a lot of my food go cold. What, because you're scrolling? No, because whenever I go out for a restaurant within, to a, for a meal with India, oh. she'll always want to take a photo of the food. Not always. Mainly brunch. Yeah, if, if we're going somewhere that looks nice. So for like a coffee... Or um, a brunch, yeah, or like a nice looking meal, then we'll have to sit, or I'll have to sit and wait for about five minutes to, so the food goes cold. Gotta before. get that content, Will. You gotta fill your food with something, don't you? <laughs> Maybe you should have a food Instagram. No, I don't, I don't no? think I eat enough. They get to loads keep it of going. followers. What about so much effort? Came to our attention in the the online world, in the news, um, that a third of Generation Z, so Generation Z are people born between 1995 and 2010, a third of Generation Z who are of legal drinking age, so that's any 18 to 22 year olds, don't drink. Because, I mean, we wouldn't include... The eight year olds. No. No. Because that'd be silly. Yeah. Or they'd be be drinking Ribena. I love Ribena. Do you? I always get Ribena in a meal deal. Well, I I bought some apple and blackcurrant squash the other day. Did you? Yeah. It's not the same, though. 
I, I prefer it I, to Ribena. I find that pre-mixed Ribena is better than Ribena. Well, they have the exact formula. That you'd mix at they? home, yeah. The exact formula. Yeah, they've done very well. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we're just going to talk a bit about why we think they don't drink alcohol, what's made that change, um, because millennials are known as quite... Millennials are the generation before, known as quite a partying generation. Um, but an article in The Guardian said that Generation Z think they don't have time to drink. They don't have time to party so much. So a, a Generation Z then, us, are we more... Do, are we more... Do we feel more stressed out then? Are we constantly like, oh, we don't have time to do things, we don't have time to... What do we have time to do? I think we just prioritise different things. So it's a lot of effort to go out, it's repetitive, um, it's expensive as well. I think... Yeah. You know, we'd rather be spending our money on avocados than on, <laughs> on alcohol. <laughs> I just I just find it quite exhausting. And I think also our generation are perhaps realising that although there's still pressure from social media and online, perhaps we're beginning to come out the other side of it in that we can do what we want to do and not feel a pressure socially or in other aspects of our life to conform to certain expectations. So I feel like people are perhaps more breaking the mould a bit more. Also, I wonder, so this saying a third of 18 to 22-year-olds don't drink, how many do drink but don't drink as much as the generation before, you know? Well, yeah, so I, I think, reckon it's generally less anyway. And I think, like, a lot of the time, if we are going out for drinks, it's not drinks to get drunk. It's like going to the Alchemist or something where you just go for a cocktail. More like our parents have a just like have a glass of wine and call it a night. Be in bed by eleven, ideal. <laughs> That's what you like. Oh, well, I want my sleep. Also, you I feel it. like the push for self care, the push for health. Like people don't enjoy being hungover. Generally, I think people don't. That I mean, they, I don't think anyone does. Well, no, but I feel like we're more aware of factoring that in as a side effect of drinking. So okay. if I'm drinking, I'm so cautious that I don't want to drink too much for fear of losing the whole of the next day for fear of feeling ill like i just don't enjoy but then it is also again what you said that people don't have the time for it they can't afford to lose a day in bed but it's it's, fu- it's funny that we think that we can't afford to it because what would we be doing anyway well we do things like i'd rather get up and go and experience the day than lie in bed and the smell yeah. like the stale alcohol smell i just just don't enjoy it no but that's not to say, like, because obviously you and me, we do drink. No, yeah, not as much as a lot not of people our age, though. No. I think as well, as a student at university, there are more people, more of our peers and friends don't drink compared to when I was at school. I couldn't name anyone at school who didn't drink at house parties or whatever. But at university, there's definitely a few. So I don't know whether people used to drink when they were like 16 and then actually realise that they didn't enjoy it or they were doing it because it was a social pressure. Yeah, I'd say that going from school to university, there's definitely a, a big drop of like, there's far less peer pressure yeah. at university as opposed to at school. But I You're guess in a bigger, a bigger uh, pond, if you will. At university? Yeah. So you get, some, a, you get to meet more a, people. A, you're a big fish like in a small pond at school and then you're a... A small fish in a big pond at uni. Well, that's the thing, because like the people who you're friends with at school are people who you who just you decided you would be your friends when you were twelve and thirteen. Yeah. And grow up and change. 
whether you like the change or you don't like the change when they're 18. I think also we have a curiosity with people's decisions. I'd say we're perhaps a less judgmental generation, but we're definitely very curious. So my friends, you know, when people don't drink, I'll ask them why, not in a judgmental way, but just, just because I'm really curious yeah. to hear why. But you're so it's definitely, it's something I've thought about. And I've had... Of not drinking? Yeah. What would be your reasons for it then? Well, my... I think there's a difference because, like, I enjoy champagne <laughs> and I like cocktails and I like having a couple of drinks and being happily tipsy. But I think my thing is not that I don't want to drink, it's that perhaps I don't want to go on so many nights out and I don't want to be drunk rather than not drink. Hmm. I mean, I. Yeah. <laughs> I still enjoy it. <laughs> I'm, Will I'm likes quite happy. his beer. So I think it comes down to um, more of an awareness for health and perhaps less judgment. That's I think that's, that's partly that's why our generation your, doesn't That's drink. our conclusion. Yeah. Taylor Swift on Instagram has been um, uploading photos, but also in the captions she's been saying her political thought, hasn't she? Yeah, so... She has been criticised a lot in the past kind of couple of years since Trump's election for not speaking out um, on her political views and not acknowledging the political state of America when a lot of celebrities um, and people in the public eye took it upon themselves to kind of have a political opinion, which they're completely entitled to do so. Um, But a lot of people thought because of where Taylor Swift is from and because of her like country roots, Perhaps she was a Trump supporter and that's why she was staying quiet. Um, Mm. So she's come out in the past couple of weeks and has essentially encouraged people to vote um, and done so by discussing her political opinion a bit. So we just want to talk about whether we think... um, whether we think people in the public eye have a responsibility to be political activists. Yeah, so... um... I think it's great that they're encouraging people to vote. I think that's the most important thing when it comes to politics is that you do vote and exercise your right to vote because um, otherwise, you know, that's that's why we've got the democratic system there. So we all can vote for what we want. Mm. Do you think it's, it's expensive as well, role, I think, yeah. to you know, be involved in that? Like, do you think as well that... Well, I don't think it's their role. But I think it's, 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 good, it's good that they... Um, Use their... I think yeah, they they use their platform and their power that they have on millions of fans to say this is why you should vote, yeah. but don't necessarily say who to vote for. I think in the terms of the political climate in America at the moment, it's taken the form of there being kind of from the outside perspective. Anyway, I think the majority of European opinion is there's a there's a right and a wrong at the moment, and the wrong is Donald Trump. So I think in that case, celebrities are backing what they view as the right thing. But perhaps you're right. Perhaps it's not their position to determine what's right or wrong. It's just their position to encourage people to exercise their rights and to share their opinions with the world and to keep the conversation going rather than direct it in any certain way. So... Taylor Swift, her first Instagram post, she said, 
I'm writing this post about the upcoming midterm elections on November 6th, in which I'll be voting in the state of Tennessee. In the past, I've been reluctant to publicly voice my political opinions, but due to several events in my life and in the world in the past two years, I feel very differently about that now. I always have and always will cast my vote based on which candidate will protect and fight for the human rights I believe we all deserve in this country. I believe in the fight for LGBTQ rights and that any form of discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender is wrong. I believe that the systematic systematic racism we still see in this country towards people of colour is terrifying, sickening and prevalent. I cannot vote for someone who will will not be willing to fight for dignity for all Americans, no matter their skin colour, gender or who they love. Running for Senate in the state of Tennessee is a woman named Marsha Blackburn. As much as I have in the past and would like to continue voting for women in office, I cannot support Marsha Blackburn. Her voting record in Congress appalls and terrifies me. She voted against equal pay for women. She voted against the reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act, which attempts to protect women from domestic violence, stalking and date rape. She then goes on to explain further why she's not voting for Marsha and who she is going to vote for. I think part of it, why she hasn't voiced her opinion in the past and she says due to events in her life she's speaking up now is because actually like she's still working out her own opinions she can't be expected to to hold all the answers just because she's in the public eye. nice all right well um can i talk about christmas Yes, you can talk about Christmas. Is it too early to talk about Christmas? Well, I just haven't really thought about it yet. Have you decided what to get me for Christmas? Um, I haven't decided what to get you for your birthday, <laughs> let alone Christmas. <laughs> um, okay, well, mince pies. The UK have already spent four million pounds on mince pies. I haven't bought any. Neither have I. I thought about it, but I refrained. Well, um, one in twelve households have have bought mince pies this year so far. With two months to go, over two months. Until Do you think there'll be a point where mince pies are in shops all year round? Um, I mean, it, it would be very impressive. Maybe, do you reckon it would like if a you know how you have like Chinese supermarkets and Thai supermarkets? We could have a Christmas supermarket. There are some shops that are Christmas shops that are open all year round. I don't know if they're open all year round. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Where? I went to a Christmas shop in. Mm, either France or Germany in the middle of summer once. <laughs> That's a bit funny, isn't it? Also, um, you know, you can go to Santa's Grottos. Yeah. They've already all sold out. What, tickets to go and see yeah. Santa? It's very... Not obsessive, that's the wrong word, but very... People get very excited yeah. about Christmas. People like it? to plan ahead, but it's just so commercialised. Yeah. I mean, my family are already telling me, like, my... Grandma's booked in to come over for Christmas, and this is, these that's, are plans happening. But that's different. That's not them saying, "Oh, we're going to start celebrating now." That's ensuring that you're not going to double book yourself. When do you put your Christmas tree up? Oh, like first weekend of December. Really? Yeah, because otherwise, it's a we see it as a bit of a waste of money because they're so expensive. So you may, and they last, you know, about a month. So you may as well have them. When do you for take it down then? Sixth of January. Yeah, same. Or before. Otherwise, we, I, it's bad luck. Is it? Yeah, that's why you have to take it down. You have right? to take it like what the twelfth night is that? Is that? Yeah, sixth yeah. of January. And because uh, we normally take it because after that's my sister's birthday on the seventh oh, of January. So you've got so, to move on. Yeah, the quick Christmas succession. is done. But although, like a couple of years ago, we bought this tree, 
that not Christmas tree, like it was like a, a fake tree that had little fairy lights on the end of it. I'm not a fake tree fan. It's not. It's not like a. It doesn't look like a fake tree. Oh, it just looks like a, a twig tree. It's I know tw- the one yeah, you mean. Twig, a twig yeah, a twig tree with fairy lights on it, like sprouting off as branches. Um, but my dad refused to take it down at the end of Christmas. It's still up. It's been in our house for the that's whole different. of summer. That's not like Christmas. That's more like fairy Winter. lights, like an atmospheric okay. thing for the evenings. Should we finish? Uh, talking quickly about a couple of films we've seen this week. Yeah, we, we saw two films this week. That's more than normal, isn't it? <laughs> Sunday and Monday. Yeah, back to back. Oh, we had a good day on Sunday, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Are we allowed to say, or is it too naughty? No, I think you can say. Don't okay. say naughty. Why? It sounds inappropriate. It's against the law. We broke the law, India. Or is it... Don't we... say naughty. I don't think we broke the law. Say it again. You don't want to say naughty. I don't like the word naughty. What did we do on Sunday, Will? Um, funny you ask, India. On Sunday... Um, we, what did we do? We snuck into the Hilton Hotel pool. Yep. Cheeky swim. Cheeky swim. Uh, Cheeky sauna. Cheeky sauna. We didn't sneak into the cinema though. We bought our cinema tickets to go and see First Man. Yeah. What did you think of First Man? Uh, I liked, I liked the physics of it. I liked the story of Neil Armstrong. I thought, um, it's funny watching a film knowing what happens at the end. Yeah. There was no, like, there was no concern over... Well, to be fair, I didn't know about all the different research and that had gone into it and all the different well. attempts. But the ultimate story, you know that he makes it to yeah. the moon and he makes it back again. Well, there's no jeopardy there. My thoughts were it was good, but I would have just rather watched it as a documentary. So you get more Like, with archive knowledge. footage and interviews and background knowledge, yeah, rather than just actors and actresses. Yeah. I thought it was okay. They did, they did play the parts well, though. And they played the parts well. I thought it was okay, but it, I, you know, you, as you I say, I, would have, I wouldn't see it again. I'd okay. rather see it as a documentary. What about, um, what about, uh, what was the other one? Star, Star, Star is Born. Is born. born? A Star born. is Born. Um, With Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. I thought the soundtrack to that was very, very good. Yeah. I thought the acting was very good, specifically Lady Gaga. I thought she was very good. I thought the plot and the storyline was predictable and a bit dull in places. What okay. did you think? I liked, I liked the storyline for the first also the ending. three quarters of the film. I didn't like how it ended. Yeah, we won't give any spoilers, also, but we didn't like the ending. It's also like a remake, isn't it? Yeah. So they couldn't like... The story well, is, is out there. No, to, but to... lots of remakes, they alter slightly. I could have come up with a better ending, I think. Could, could you? Yeah, what, but I, I don't want to say my better ending because then I'll give spoiled. it away. Well, so originally the film was with Barbara Streisand. Mm. And now it's Lady Gaga. I thought watching it... It's funny because you know it's Lady Gaga, but when you're watching it, you forget it's Lady Gaga. Well, yeah, and you forget that actually this is the woman who wore a meat dress to... Yeah, um, and, and that a, funny egg as well. An egg? She, in one of them, she was, like, encapsulated in, in an egg in and, an like, egg. broke out, yeah. She's a very talented singer. Apparently, her the documentary about her is really good and very emotive. she got a documentary. Shawn Mendes has a documentary out. Thanks, Will, for that. You're welcome. Wonderful nugget of information. Um, right, shall we, uh, shall we call it a day? Call it a night, even? I call it a night, yeah. yeah. Um, should we go to bed? We're not putting We're that in. We're in bed already. <laughs> We're not putting that in. Um, I had a lovely chat. We hope you enjoyed the first episode of Pillow Talk. Um, as we mentioned earlier, please get in touch on our social medias. What are they, Will? Um, so we're on Twitter and Instagram at, at Pillow Talk Pod underscore. Is that right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Right. Um, 
please let us know any topic ideas you have for next week with thinking you know pop culture current affairs um news pieces funny stories funny stories any advice yeah like thanks for sticking with us as we kind of what's the word get learn get settled yeah get, find our feet find our feet yeah that's what i was thinking of um because this is new for us too and have you enjoyed that enjoy doing this yeah although i'm very thirsty now my yeah, a lot of talking. i don't think i've talked this much in a long time well i hope we said some interesting things do you think we said anything interesting mm. oh good skeptical <laughs> but <laughs> well uh yeah let us know what you think thank you very much for listening see you next week no you won't see them talk to you i will actually but um, you'll see them yeah you'll hear me next week <laughs> <laughs> <Is that> bye <better? laughs>